Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us consider the relationship between fear and joy. This is the 75th chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle, and I invite you to open your heart to these words. I saw that God can do all that is necessary for us, and these three are necessary love, longing, and pity. Pity in love protects us in our time of need, and longing in the same love draws us up to heaven. For God's thirst is to draw mankind in general up into himself, and in this thirst he has drawn up the holy ones who are now in bliss, and to get the living he is always drawing and drinking, yet he still thirsts and longs. I saw three kinds of longing in God, and all to one end, and we have the same longing in us, and of the same power, and to the same end. The first is that he longs to teach us to know him and love him forevermore, as is fitting and beneficial for us. The second is that he longs to have us up in his bliss, as souls are when they're taken out of suffering into heaven. The third is to fill us with bliss, and that longing shall be fulfilled on the final day, to last forever. For I saw, as our faith assures us, that suffering and sorrow will end for all those who will be saved. And not only shall we receive the same bliss which the souls before us have had in heaven, but we shall also receive new bliss, which will flow into us abundantly out of God and fill us. And this is the good which he has ordained that we should be given since before time began. This good is treasured up and hidden in himself For until that time, no being is able or deserves to receive it. In this moment, we shall truly see the cause of all that he has done. And forevermore, we shall see the cause of everything which he has allowed to happen. And the bliss and fulfillment shall be so deep and so high that in their wonder and amazement, all created beings will feel such reverent fear for God, surpassing everything seen and felt before, that the pillars of heaven shall tremble and quake. But this kind of trembling and fear will bring no suffering, for it befits the noble might of God thus to be seen by his creatures, as they tremble fearfully and quake with meekness of joy, marveling at the greatness of God, the maker, and the littleness of all that is made. For seeing this will make all created beings marvelously meek and mild. Therefore, God wants us to know and recognize this, and it befits us to do so, both by nature and by grace, 
to long for his sight and for this to happen because it leads us in the right way and keeps us in the true life and unites us to God. And God is as great as he is good. And as much as it belongs to his goodness to be loved, so much it belongs to his greatness to be feared. For this reverent fear is the fair courtesy shown before God's face in heaven. And he will then be feared beyond our present fear as much as he will be loved and known beyond our present knowledge and love. Therefore, it needs must be that all heaven and earth shall tremble and quake when the pillars tremble and quake. Have you ever considered how fear might be tied to joy? I'm struck by Julian's witnessing the fruition of the promise of joy and how she sees the whole world trembling in fear as this ultimate bliss comes to pass. Can you think of a time when you were able to watch something wonderful as it was happening? How did you feel? Did you tremble? Was there somehow some kind of fear wrapped up in the joy? I wonder what feelings of fear might tell us about what is precious to us, about what brings us the deepest joy. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.